Welcome to the Wealth Building Made Simple podcast with Philip Washington Jr. Today, Philip talks about when will the stock market stop falling? Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. And now, here's Philip. Buenos dias. How's everybody doing? Hope you're having a great week. Fall is getting started. Uh, when is the first official day of fall? Do you, do you know, Steve? Yesterday. Dang it, I missed it. First official day of fall for me is today. Happy fall, everybody. Uh, man, I love fall. I love spring. I love fall. I don't know which one I love more because like fall to me means great food, uh, but spring to me means uh, great weather. Uh, uh, you know, uh, getting getting able to, to come out the house from the from the winter. Fall also means like sweater season. I love sweaters. I already started buying sweaters for sweater season, so y'all will see my sweaters on the podcast. Let's get into the topic today, which I switched up last minute. I came in with a whole different, complete topic. And then I opened and then I got my, you know, Yahoo alert that alerted me how the stock market, you know, opened and it was terrible again. And and I and I was like, all right, I think I think the audience needs some some perspective on like why the stock market keeps falling and and what's going on, because there's all kinds of news about why and uh, and all that kind of stuff. But it's it, it is a relatively simple um, you know, simple process that's going on. But, but first, let's just talk about the short answer, like. Why is stock market falling, uh, and uh, when is it going to stop? I think that's the question. I think I put when when is the stock market going to stop? And the short answer is uh, who who knows, right? And, and and it doesn't it doesn't really matter to the long term investor. And what I mean by that is you got to keep everything in context and perspective. I like to I like to think of uh, like the concept mentally. Uh, principles don't change, but how the principles express themselves in life in any aspect of life does, Whether no matter if it's fashion, no matter if it's economies, economic cycles. I mean, even, even life itself, right? Life itself has been around like since the existence, like for e- eternity, but ex- life expresses itself in infinite forms like us who get, who, 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 uh, uh, die and and are born as a as a species and as life, right throughout time. You have summer, winter, spring, and fall, right? So like, like the the principle, life principle is like eternal, but the expression is, is, is you know, it awakes and sleeps over and over again. And so what I so what I mean by that is like this is just a natural part of the cycle of economics and life and how things go. So like timing all this stuff though, uh, is um, a f- a fool's errand from my perspective, because it's very similar to saying, you know, winter, when is winter going to be over? Like, which we all think, right? We all look at, we all like to look at the, the, the gopher, what, what, gopher, is it a gopher? A groundhog, right? A groundhog. And we like to say, oh, Punxsutawney Phil is going to tell us he doesn't, he doesn't know anything. Like, it's just a super, silly superstition that we engage in. Like, winter will be over when it's over. <laughs> That's when it'll be over, you know? 
Um, so same thing with the market. Like the market will be over when it's over. Spring is going to eventually come. Um, and, and if you try and time it, uh, you can, you almost always look back and regret your decision. But let me get into like what's happening and I'll get into like some very specific advice on what to do for those who are not satisfied with what I just said before. So what's happened? Like the Fed, the Fed's in a conundrum, right? The Fed has a problem, uh, because the, uh, current, another principle is like our current economic system is dying. Uh, the faith in it is is going down. Uh, people are like just losing faith in dollar basis and for a whole lot of reasons, like way too much debt, um, uh, a, a abuse of power of, uh, of of America with other countries in dollar based system. Uh, I mean, but debt's honestly like the biggest part, the biggest part of it, like way too much overspending. And the debt's so large now that it just is mathematically impossible for us to grow ourselves out of it. Um, uh, as uh, uh, in the current form of the economic system, so it's like it's like age, right? Like the system is like ninety five, right? And and ill, and like the cycle of life is going to do its thing over time. Um, and but in the process of that, what it looks like is uh, inflation, right? You could think of inflation as the uh, financial expression of 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 uh, ill health and old age, right? As the money gets older and sicker, because not old age alone, older and sicker, right? You begin to have inflation in the economic system. Uh, some of the, again, some of the causes are lack of faith, debt. Uh, you have the world uh, no longer being in harmony with the system, right? Because they realize there we you know uh, there's a new system is going to be built and. And so that's kind of happened in the background, but you got all these factors. But the point is like, it's the just the system system dying. And so, uh, what can we do about death? Nothing. Uh, it's, it's a natural part of the process. Now, now from a, uh, going back to the fed. So the feds, the fed deal is, Hey, listen, we are, you know, when there's death in the system, there's like just carnage in the process. Right. Um, dis dislocation, disruption, and so on one end, if they allow money to stay cheap, inflation gets out of control, and that that hurts uh, the masses. On the reverse end, uh, and it hurts the masses in perpetuity. Uh, on the reverse end, if they tighten up money and correct some of these asset prices that have gotten out of control, controlling inflation. Uh, there's a lot of short-term, there'll be, you know, even more job losses than, than there are now, which there probably will be. Um, there's going to be more asset reductions, uh, which is just a, you know, sp a spiral of, you know, more cost cutting to, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so, so it, it ends up being bad for a lot as well, but that alternative might actually be, uh, a, taking out, taking out politics. It may all it may be a the only real alternative to get inflation under control um, because even though there's carnage in the short term, forcing businesses to actually like cost cut and embrace the new world and new technology that allow them to do business faster, cheaper, more more product more productive can like at least prolong the life of the currency as we build a new system, right? 
So it 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 may potentially in the short term increase the health of the 95 year old. So maybe they can live to 100 or 110, right? But death is coming regardless. So that so that's that's what they're doing. They're the reason why you see them continue to raise rates, intentionally understanding the the the, the negative effects on the economy is like the there's really no other option. Uh, now, as an investor, some people might think, well, Philip, if you know they're going to, that's the natural progression of what they're going to do, why wouldn't you just go to cash and not invest? Well, because you don't you don't know the timing of this kind of stuff. Like the market anticipates um, what the Fed is going to do. And and they're, they're, the, the, this may be the worst it gets, even though they continue to do more rate increases and the market might pick up. Right. Or it may last another week, another two weeks, another two months, another three months. Like timing it in the short term is ex- is, is is difficult. And so uh, your option is to have a long term time frame and say, OK, let me position myself 10 years from now uh, to make it through this storm, because the further you go out, the better. So if you know, so if you're a moderate investor, which means you have a relatively balanced portfolio, um, like you, you, you know, you, you've, you've done the best you could done. You spread your money out. You have, you got stocks, you got bonds, right? Which, which basically means you have assets that do well in any season, right? In the, uh, in the season of, and I won't go into all those, but you have assets that do well in different seasons. And then what I like to layer on top of that as a wealth manager for my portfolio, my client's portfolio is also the new economy assets, right? Which, which whenever you're in this season, of you know like winter um the assets that are the 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 new life right the new economies you know uh you know the babies you know um uh, baby economies they do the least well in these down periods because like they 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 don't have a they don't have a lot of deep roots right but but these are the uh uh, economies that are likely going to have the most life 10 years from now or be the most uh, productive assets in your portfolio 10 years from now. And so these are the ones that you that you want to own, right? You got to take care of the life. You can't just like, you know, uh, keep only the old plants, right? You got to have the new plants being planted and be patient so that it can grow into the tree it's supposed to grow into. So you have, so I like to have you know, that's the Bitcoin, that's the ARK ETF uh, and stocks that are owned there. Like, it's not fun to own some of that, but but 10 years from now with that mindset, um, uh, I feel you will be uh, very, very happy about it. Because 10 years from now, the stuff that is, quote unquote, rel- doing the relative best today, right, still going down, but doing the relative best, 10 years from now, it's not, it's not that won't be the case, right? Because it'll either be Dead or the inflation-adjusted return after the fact is going to be like, like no money after you factor in inflation, um, and so you you got to run a balanced portfolio. Even if you're so, if and if you're younger and you have an aggressive portfolio like mine, then I don't just look at like so those portfolios maybe don't have as many things that are doing relatively well today. It might just be smashed, but I look at cash going into it as also an asset meaning like we're saving money right monthly uh some might be doing annual some might be doing quarterly but if you're adding cash if you're making cash and adding cash to the portfolio then you're adding you're you're 
you're buying assets that are relatively cheap from a 10-year perspective. And that cash to me, you know, if I were to value like, and this is some finance nerd stuff, but if you were to say, hey, over the next 24 months, like, you know, what's the, you know, what's the present value of, of, of my cash flow? Or like, what's the, what's the value today of 24 months of cash coming in? It's some number that I could add to my portfolio and say, okay, this, you know, that factors into an asset allocation strategy, meaning in non-nerd terms, uh, it's okay to be aggressive and be quote unquote, not balanced if you're adding a ton of cash into your portfolio because because you're buying the stuff cheaper, right? If you're older, closer to retirement or in retirement, a moderate balance portfolio is the best you can do because you're diversified. You own all seasons, um, but but you don't own too much of the stuff that is going to be highly productive 10 years later. That's, that's doing not so good today. But you also, and you own a, quite a bit more of the stuff that maybe 10 years from now won't do as well, but you have just enough of the stuff that uh, will likely do well to uh, to help get your returns potentially over what it needs to be to beat inflation, right? Because here's the end result. The way out of this mess over the long term um, is going to be some form of like inflation, right? Uh, inflation being like uh, either they forgive the debt or they make the money like worth less than the debt they owe. Uh, or some combination. The, the, and what also happens is the people who embrace the new economy as they transition their assets and their talents to the new economy, they make more, they earn more, and they buy up the assets from the folks participating in the old economy, which puts inflation on the people who are living in the past, right? A simple way to understand that is if you're an American and you're earning uh um, U.S. dollars which are more highly valued than, let's say, you go to country XYZ over here that's poor and they have a low-value cur- currency, we can go there and buy a lot more, right? If, if all the Americans went to their country and bought up their land and their stuff, that would be inflation on them, right? Because they earn and save in a currency that's worth less. Like, it's not that we're smarter or, or anything else. We're just, we're just coming over there from an uh, economy that's stronger, so same thing, those who have shifted their assets and talents to the digital economy, uh, we see it in Texas. All these California people moving here, buying our houses cash. <laughs> it looks like Steve raises hand. Buying our houses cash. We're, we're like, man, these houses are expensive. They're going, these houses are cheap. Everything is relative. And so in order, my point is, in order to position yourself so that you can say that 10 years from now, you got to ride the storm out. Because timing it is not possible. Every, everybody thinks they can time it. Nobody actually does, you know, uh, consistently. And so you just be diversified, dollar cost average into it, turn off the news, go into your imagination, go live in the 10-year world right in, um, uh, where it is now, see your portfolio where it's likely going to be, listen to my podcast over and over and over again. Um Uh, And just enjoy life, right? Because this short-term stuff, like, who knows what's going to happen. So hope this, or who knows when it's going to end. So hope this helps somebody. Uh, Until next week, uh, have a good one. If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com 
forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.